Hello, hello. My name is Dr. Rachel Gainsborough, and I am obsessed with all things short-term rentals, revenue streams, and helping you navigate your career, real estate, and your busiest and most wonderful seasons of life. I'm an immigrant, a pharmacist, a wife, and a mom who took one guest room rental and turned it into a multi property, seven figure real estate business, which has also landed us on TV. I'll teach you the real secrets and everything you need to build a short term rental business that you love. I discuss the hard topics, mistakes I've made and the mistakes others have made. So you don't have to make them for yourself. Financing, automations, acquisitions, low occupancy, scaling and building your team all while balancing your life are all subjects to be discussed here. Consider me that one best friend you can come to with your short-term rental business questions. So grab your coffee, get comfortable as you get ready to learn and grow with me. This is the Luxury Short-Term Rental Doctor podcast. We're talking about money. And so let's get this party started. I am just so excited to have with me today, Dr. Zade Marshall, who is the co-founder of an amazing company and product called Doc to Doc Lending. So for the, those of you who are following on Instagram, on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, all the places, we're talking about bridge funding. So I remember, y'all, true story. I remember when Jess and I, we graduated with like half a million dollars in student loan debt. No kidding, guys. It was extremely daunting, but nevertheless, we still needed a place to stay. We needed a home to be in. Uh, We needed a way to, you know, just kind of get us over that initial hump uh, as we're navigating life after grad school. And so for me, it was working through a program back then, the Dave Ramsey program, I actually used the debt snowball and did all the things, got out of debt. And I was like, we're going to kick debt to the curve, which was great and all <laughs> until we really wanted to get into real estate investing. And I totally understand the sentiment of, you know, buying a house um, with cash and totally paid off. I'm here for that if that's for you. But for me, I prefer to hold on to some of my cash as much as possible. And so to get some of these projects off the ground, we wanted to have, you know, a a nice little bucket or a a little treasure chest of cash reserves um, just in case something were to happen. And so having a product like doc to doc lending um, would have been so handy. (laughs) And so you all know that I love to bring you all the goods Um, whether it's information or products or resources or experts and individuals who have something to offer that I have leveraged myself or I wish I I had access to back in the day and I wish I had leverage, I'm always looking for a way to help our community to win. And um, members of our community who've already reached out to Dr. Doc, they have already stated to us that it's been such a seamless and easy process. And so this isn't for everyone. I know our community has a combination of uh, doctors, dentists, pharmacists, engineers, nurses, just a bunch of amazing, hardworking individuals. Uh, But Dr. Doc, they specialize specifically in working with physicians um, those that are coming out of training as well as dentists, because there's a very 
um, nuanced trajectory to that career arc. And so they want to make sure that they could uh, serve them at the highest level possible. And so it's all about, you know, really being specific and niche and specializing. I'm all for that. So without further ado, I would love, 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 uh, Dr. Zwade, for you to introduce yourself to the people and let us know a little bit about why and why you decided to come up with this product. Uh, what led you uh, to recognizing the need for something like Dr. Doc Lindy? Rachel, thank you for having me. Um, and um, I'm thrilled to be here. I, uh, I, I, again, I'm Swati Marshall. I'm uh, co-founder and CEO of Dr. Doc Lending. I'm also an anesthesiologist and interventional uh, spine specialist. I own a surgery center in two locations in Atlanta, not very far from where Rachel lives. Uh, and so it's uh, just fortuitous that we happen to be neighbors uh, in our zip codes. Um, and I also happen to be a decorator. I can give decoration advice. Uh, if if you guys missed last week's session, I can, I'm just kidding. Uh, I have nothing to do with decor in my home or my office, but I certainly respect the folks that do. Um, I, so now, as Rachel said, in all seriousness, and thank you for your personal um, testimony about your struggles with debt um, and uh, and the company's uh, foundation and and the evolution of of the why the why for us. My co-founder and me, and for the, the 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 scores of doctors who are investors in the company, is that we all understand what it means to kind of suffer in silence. The path to a career in healthcare, whether it's a pharmacy or becoming a nurse practitioner, and certainly for physicians and dentists, uh, the that journey is extraordinarily expensive and becoming even more expensive over time. Uh, and where many of us are borrowing to afford the cost of medical education and uh, paying for, for your, for your education through loans is one thing, but then there's also the, how do you live, right? Like we're mortgaging uh, the, the time of your life when you're building a family, you're getting married, your, your car is breaking down, your apartment's going to have a flood. How do you come up with the funds for the life events that are, that will inevitably happen? What many of us do is we swipe our credit cards in silence because there's not a whole lot of formal education within health training around financial literacy. Uh, there's maybe an exit interview uh, or a capstone series right before graduation that talks about how to pay down your student loan debt. But there's not this uh, kind of prospective, intentional uh, thought process around helping us figure out how to manage finances. Uh, and so uh, what we see at Doc to Doc are a number of our peers that are actually really struggling. And when they realize that we have an option to help fund their needs, it's a very emotional time for them. And that's a part of the joy that we have in, in leading the company. It's, it's that we get to, to, to hear, to coach, to console, uh, and in some cases to inspire them to, to use the funds in ways that will help to expand their horizons. Um, my story is that I, I like you, Rachel, came out of uh, my medical training with north of $200,000 in educational debt. Uh, I had credit card debt as well. Uh, my my income uh, right after I graduated from med school was going to be 54000 bucks a year. And my FICO score was considered to be a subprime or a near prime FICO score. That means that you're not entitled to get uncollateralized or personal loans from many lenders. 
uh, uh, and and the few that that will lend to you will charge you predatory interest rates. It's like getting a credit card again. Um, and it felt unfair to us, the doc to doc, and because we know that that we're kind of victims of that temporal and temporary circumstance in our life, uh, and we're oftentimes a lot more credit worthy than our than our FICO scores might predict that we are, or that debt to income ratio. Uh, is telling a different story from who we actually are as people. And we lend our funds on unique doctor-specific criteria. Now, to be clear, we lend to only physicians and dentists currently. Uh, and so we care about how many years you have left in training or how many years have you been in your practice. We care about your specialty. We care about if you're a if you're a, a specialist or a primary care doctor and you're board certified in your in in your field. Uh, all factors that we use to help give you extra credit to get that rate more attractive to you. We care about your free cash after you pay your bills. What's left in your account? Do you have a savings history as well? Uh, and and these things are predictors, in our opinion, to to your credit worthiness and, and ability to repay our loans. We have no collateral for the debt. We're able to offer an approval that's conditional upon verification that happens within a matter of minutes after you apply online. Uh, and we've served thousands of, of doctors now, uh, over 2,000 doctors, and, uh, and and issued over 78 million in loans. Uh, and um, and our product is resonating. Um, as as your, your uh, clients can attest, Rachel, our trust pilot reviews are, are outstanding because uh, if you get approved from, uh, for a loan from us, you get to speak with a doctor, with a peer on our team uh, who actually understands your plight. We can identify with it. We'll answer the phone and call you nights and weekends uh, when banks are not open to handle loans. We know that your call schedule and your 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 shifts uh, will, will oftentimes mean that your only free time to discuss the loan will be at, at after hours times. Uh, and so we'll we'll meet we'll meet our, our our clients where they are, whenever they're ready, uh, and that's that's a part of our our value proposition to our market. I love that, and I think that that's so unique because, you know, as someone who's in healthcare, I remember um, brokering deals, you know, with mortgage lenders and. They're on that nine to five schedule, but you know, I may have worked 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. and I'm trying to get that last bit of sleep. And that's right. Just not knowing, you know, whether or not you're gonna finally get that support that you need, I think could put another layer of stress on there because they're demanding, you know, so many pieces of paperwork and it's at all odd hours. And it makes me wonder, you know, like how are you even, even able to broker these deals it, because it was all over the place. So I think that's something that I didn't think about and, and we take for granted to have a company that is in lockstep and really understands what it is that um, we're doing in real life <laughs> and working with us and working yeah. on our schedule and on our time. I think that just makes all the difference in the world. And I wanted to highlight something that you spoke about a little bit earlier. It's the the suffering and silence part. I think that's important, uh, Dr. Marshall, because a lot of times, I don't know if it's a self-limiting belief, but we feel as though we signed up for this, right? You go into medicine to suffer in silence, right? Because nobody cares. 
They're like, you're making all the money. We don't care that you're suffering. So you just learn to just kind of sit down and suffer in silence. And for you to call that out and put it at the forefront and say, you don't have to suffer in silence. I think that that means that means something. So thank you for letting that be part of your inspiration um, for doc to doc lending, because that that's huge. We don't have to suffer in silence. It's not an isolated incident. This is not a drill. A lot of us have gone through um, this path. And so helping us navigate that, I think is key. So thank in you your- for that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, I mean, I, and, and I appreciate the recognition for, for the community aspect of what we're building here and our ability, our ability to kind of affiliate with the folks that are, that don't have the voice to say, Hey, I'm, I'm struggling financially. And I think it's partly um, inspired by the fact that we're used to being, you know, type A overachievers. Yeah. And, and, and if we're failing at something or if we perceive this as a failure, then it's Mm -hmm. an embarrassment. Uh, for many of us. But I also think that now more than ever before, there's been a focus on physician and and health practitioner wellness. Uh, There's been so much that's been published about uh, practitioner burnout, Mm. inspired in part by COVID uh, Mm. and some of the the trauma that that we endure as health practitioners um, uh, seeing, you know, hundreds of thousands of people get sick uh, many of them die. Uh, the the hours, the the kind of self reflection on our life and our life's work. Um, for many of us, we felt reinvigorated to kind of to kind of do more. But for many others, it, there was this kind of existential crisis of identity and 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 what's worth it? What risk are we willing to take? Because you're 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 now dealing with putting yourself at risk and your family members at risk of, of getting sick, yeah. while uh, pay was going down because hospitals and insurance companies didn't want to keep paying uh, uh, doctors and, and nurses and pharmacists uh, when their revenues were down from having to close uh, outpatient centers. Yeah. So it was this kind of ugly confluence of factors that exposed a number of frailties within our world. Uh, and the, the, the stress, the toll, of just the work itself, juxtaposed with the things that we don't talk about enough, like the cost of medical education uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and how you're saddling folks that you want to go into primary care specialties with so much debt that it almost makes people choose more lucrative fields to be able to contemplate having to pay down debt and having a, a, a meaningful uh, a lifestyle as well. Uh, and other challenges around healthcare uh, include the fact that we have increasing medical school class sizes, but the residency spots are not increasing up with the medical school slots. So you'll have folks that will graduate from med school with north of $300,000 of debt, and they have no place to go for training. And now they're saddled with debt and no training ground. So, so, so that with the kind of financial burden, I think it's all... Uh, part of the dialogue that that we're intending to shed light on and let our community know that we we hear we know it we've experienced it and we want to be helpful in whatever ways that we can 
Ooh, I love that. You have just dropped so many truth bombs. And and that's that comes with the need for funding oftentimes, right? There's nothing like getting a little funding in your pocket to help provide some clarity of, okay, I have options, <laughs> right? It shakes off some of that desperation energy. I got some options now. Money will solve so- a lot of problems. Not everything. It does. It does. Let me tell you, when we created an extra revenue stream with real estate investing, all of a sudden we had clarity, we had options. We're like, okay, (laughs) we can make some choices. (laughs) Yeah. And and I love that. So with that being said, so what are some um, options um, that people would have with working with Dr. Doc learning, um, learning, Dr. Doc lending in terms of um, tell us a little bit about the range of um, loans that you may have, as well as what do what do some providers use the loans for? Sure, sure. So I'll tell you, this is a personal loan that can be used for any personal reason. So we have no limitations and a use case. Anything legal is what we say, right? Um, uh, that being said, uh, our rates start at eight point nine percent and go up to 17.9% for the interest rate. Uh, It's a five-year term, uh, which is a relatively long term for a personal loan uh, uh, to have those monthly payments be uh, a little bit more affordable for many of our borrowers. Uh, We have, importantly for for your folks to know, no prepayment penalty. So this could be a bridge. It it can be a short-term loan that you get while you're waiting for your larger uh, funding source to come through. Uh, If you're doing real estate, like your like like many of your audience members do, and you need to get uh, uh, furnishings in the house that you just bought, or you need to do renovations for a flip, and you're waiting for the hard money line to get approved. You can use ours as a bridge, and we don't charge you any fees for the interest that we lose if you prepay our loan at any time. Uh, and so the use cases most often it's credit card debt consolidation. To be honest, uh, a lot of folks have swiped their card uh, in a time when it's it's kind of hard to access capital. And they're paying, you know, north of 25% in APR on those cards. And that revolving credit utilization suppresses their overall credit profile and hurts them. Uh, And they'll usually want to refinance that debt with our loan. Uh, We lend to a large number of folks that are established uh, physicians or dentists that are doing uh, real estate transactions. So it can help with the equity uh, buy down. It can help with the cash flash. It can help with renovation costs. Uh, refunding things like um, uh, 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 cryocyte, oocyte cryopreservation uh, for our, our, our in-training female colleagues that are in very long residencies and fellowship programs that want to preserve their fertility. Uh, that's a very expensive process, and, and our loans are, are used for that not infrequently. Um, uh, and and so it's uh, it's the life happens loan. Your your car broke down. Your apartment flooded. You know, whatever it is. We're here. And a part of uh, why this works so well from so many is because we make it easy. Uh, if you're embarrassed, you don't want to go through a lengthy application of a bank, uh, you can apply with us online. It takes an average about three and a half minutes. You'll have an approval within minutes or or, or a denial if, it, if it's going to be a denial. Uh, but you'll know right then there's no hard credit inquiry at the time of application. Only if you decide to proceed with the loan. Before we disperse the funds, we check your credit uh, report at that time. So it's it's meant to be a relatively frictionless process to get from thinking you need funds to just getting a quote and a rate to compare. And after you get that quote and that rate and you say, you know what, I still don't know, you get to talk to a peer 
You have to get on the phone with a doctor that says, hey, maybe this is not the best use case for your loan. Here's some other resources that are out there that would be better for you than our product. We do that as well. Uh, so because our goal is just to provide value to our community and it's not to put folks into a bad situation. I love that. And, you know, that was a great walkthrough. So in terms of um, timeline, could you walk us through that? So say um, we're looking to fund furnishing uh, our short-term rental and we're, you know, a good fit for the product. What does that timeline look like, Dr. Zwade? Sure. So uh, it depends upon how quickly the applicant wants to move. If you apply for a loan now, you can and you and you fit the the profile to get an approval. You get approved within a matter of three minutes. Uh, then we request um, verification documents for identity verification and income verification. If you can submit and go through our verification, uh, and it's it's a very uh, tech enabled uh, process of your photograph on your phone uh, that goes to our verification partner. Um, uh, that can be done in a matter of minutes. Again, uh, in twenty four to forty eight hours. We can have you verified and then prepared for dispersal of your of your loan amount within the next uh, three to five business days. So uh, today is Tuesday. You can probably get funded for your loan next Tuesday and up to a hundred thousand dollars. Wow, that's that's awesome, and I think that's very helpful because sometimes that is just the amount, right? Just to bridge the gap. That's why we called it a bridge loan in the email marketing as well. You know, bridge the gap from point A to point B, I think is very, very helpful. So let me ask you this, um, Dr. Marshall. So as far as what is one good piece of, I guess I would call it, I know we're not financial advisors, but what in terms of financial advice um, would you share with those who are listening today that would put them in the position, I guess the best position to connect with you once they have graduated or once they're taking the next step, where where would they be? Like say third year or fourth year, they're thinking, you know what? Once I graduate, I want to get into a real estate property. I know I, want, I may not have the um, debt to income ratio where I need to you know, get the big loans that I'm looking for for an investment property. So what's what are some things that they could um, do in that third or fourth year to start to kind of prepare them to connect with you once they graduate? Sure. So I'll tell you that um, that we'll serve uh, doctors from the time they graduate medical school as a fourth year medical student that's matched to the rest of their careers. And so the uses of our funds will vary depending upon where you are in your career cycle, right? So uh, I want to be, be clear that we don't target, you, you don't have to prepare to meet us. We meet you wherever you are in your career arc. Mm. So if you're a fourth-year med student, you likely are looking to borrow for transition costs. You're moving from Atlanta to Boston like I did, or from New York to California, and that's going to be expensive. If you're already in residency, you're likely going to be paying down credit card debt or you're preparing for your job interviews because a lot of jobs now are not paying. They're not flying you in for interviews and not paying you signing bonuses anymore. If you're in practice already, it could be uh, a tax bill that came due. It could be debt consolidation. It could be equity for a real estate flip. So, so the use cases are, are innumerable. And again, we will lend for any legitimate purpose, Right. Now, a couple of things I, I, I think to your question, Don, how to prepare and think about debt and borrowing. Um, 
things that I wish I'd known when I was in school is the importance of being judicious about when you borrow. So I think a lot has been said in the influencer space, particularly in medicine, uh, that debt is bad, you know, and and like you did and, and the rest of it, you pay on your student loan debt as soon as you can. Well, that could be good advice depending upon what your ethos is around debt, but it could also be bad financial advice if your student loan interest rates are two and a half, three percent like it used to be. Uh, and 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 you can keep your cash and deploy it in other ways to earn more or earn more money, then it, it makes sense for you to just make those payments and not lump sum pay off that debt. But also, I think importantly, many in-training physicians don't understand the importance of making payments on time, the timeliness of their payments. And it could be just being busy. It could be just, just forgetfulness, but sloppy pays make it harder for lenders to approve your loan because the concern is that you become a delinquent or a defaulted borrower. And if you're in the personal loan space where you have no collateral, it makes it all the more challenging to see through that FICO score. If it's if the FICO score is low because of bad payment history, compare the FICO score being low just because of immature credit, which many of us have, or from a lopsided debt to income ratio, which we know that we'll have high debt, low income early in our careers. So, so knowing the, the value of making payments on time is important. And the last thing is use of borrowed funds. Uh, there's consumption spending and there's investment spending. Think of consumption spending as, as, as just consuming goods and services. You're, you're, you're paying for things that you don't necessarily need that will not be actually accretive or adding value to your overall net worth uh, and, and to your overall um, uh, lifestyle in a meaningful way. Whereas investment spending would be the borrowing for things that are going to actually uh, grow your net worth, uh, dramatically improve your quality of life. And when rates are low, the distinction between the two, folks are not very, you don't have to be very, very careful about it because it, it's cheap money. But especially in a time like now when interest rates are, 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 are relatively high, it's high compared to where it was a year ago, but in the history of interest rates in the world is it's not it's still you know like within within a a, a degree of, of normal um you need to be a lot more discerning about why you're borrowing the money and what the use of funds will be especially if you're paying the rates that that the markets are now asking for for loans both unsecured and uh secured loans i love that that is so good and you you really dropped a whole lot of truth bombs here as well um, I took notes on the consumption spending, right, versus the investment spending, because that's a that's a huge one, and that's a huge aha moment. And I know for a lot of um, uh, individuals who are here with us who are physicians and dentists, I mean, they totally get it. But for others who are, and they're probably thinking like, "Cry me a river, doctors, you all have it made in the shade." <laughs> but that is not the case. We have many members in our community who are actually looking to invest in real estate, for instance. Uh, Dr. Marshall and they, you know, they're waiting to partner with a relative and it's not going through. And so even having something like this would have been just an amazing resource for them as well. And so, again, this is why this is why we're bringing the goods. And so thank you for giving us the um kind of the the breakdown of what, you know, your recommendation is. 
in terms of how to start thinking about debt or how to start rethinking, rewiring our brains a little bit around what that looks like. Um, so something you touched on a little bit earlier, and I think um, it may have escaped some of us, especially as we're starting this journey in um, investing and looking at you know our our future endeavors. Um, you spoke about personal versus commercial when it comes to lending sources. Could you touch base on that a little bit? Tell us what are those two? What's the pros and cons? And um, where which bucket? Remind us which bucket that doc learning doc to doc lending <laughs> falls under as well. Sure. So um, think of a commercial loan as a loan that's tied to a business entity. Uh, And oftentimes uh, the application process will require tax returns for the business, the tax ID of the business, um, any kind of uh, banking relationships, uh, account that the business has. Uh, uh, Folks may ask for um, uh, income statements, balance sheets, one of the business assets, the business profit and loss. Uh, and trends, you know, like, are, do you have a lot of accounts receivable uh, uh, assets that people owe you money over the course of the next 60, 90, 120 days? And so that underwriting process for a commercial loan is a lot, uh, it's a lot more intense. Um, if, it's a, if it's a commercial property, there's going to be appraisals of the property, uh, the, the current valuation and the taxes, et cetera. Uh, and, and at Doc to Doc, we have a commercial loan partnership program where we're able to help our, our, our doctors vet opportunities uh, for, for funding sources for business use cases. And so we do handle those requests as well. Our flagship product, the one that, that we've become known for, is the personal loan. So unlike a commercial loan that requires business assets, this is based upon the borrower's strength as an individual. And so we're looking at the personal income, the personal credit score. Uh, we it's, it's, a, it's a lot less intrusive as a, of a process, but it does require that the individual be on the hook for repayment and not the business. So if there's a default in a commercial loan, the lender, the bank partner, whoever is letting the money will can access the business assets to recoup the funds that they loan to that borrower. On the personal loan side, there's no collateral. If that person decides to default, it just it hurts their credit score. Uh, but there's but they, but we couldn't come after your business, your house, your car, or anything like, like that at all. So that's the main difference. And because commercial loans have collateral, interest rates are lower. Generally, <laughs> in a in a normal kind of inf- uh, 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 interest rate environment. With the way interest rates are right now, uh, you know, commercial loans can still go up to as high as uh, high teens, 20%, depending upon the use case and industry. But you'd usually expect to see a personal loan being a little bit higher than a, than a commercial loan, though that's no longer the case because of the current interest rate environment. So we do have both, but our personal loan product is the one that our physician investors and our doctors have put the money in the pool that we're able to lend it directly. The commercial products we've partnered with our with our bank partners that offer products, and we help them to kind of understand the story for each borrower and put together a, a package and, a, and an offer that makes sense for that use case. I love that, and there's definitely a difference. And uh, to me, the big win that Doc 
to doc lending has is although you may have the lack of history um, for running a business, you wouldn't necessarily qualify for the commercial side of things, but the personal, you know, making sure that you're mindful of what your personal profile looks like in terms of your repayment history um, is going to put you in a better position to, to leverage a product like this. Could you run down the requirements one more time for us, Dr. Marshall? Sure. So I think I think you said it well there, Rachel. It's uh, uh, doctors, physicians and dentists, MDs, DOs, DDSs, DMDs, uh, and doctors of dietary uh, as well. Um, nice. You can be a U.S. citizen, a permanent resident, a J-1 visa holder, H-1B, or O-1 visa. So we're one of the few companies that will lend to each of those visa categories as well. Nice. Um, you cannot have a history of bankruptcy. Uh, you cannot have active collections accounts or accounts in delinquency the time you apply as well. Uh, and uh, we want you to be in practice, earning, earning, uh, having an income within the practice of medicine uh, with, uh, with an active board license, preferably. Awesome. And you mentioned um, a little bit earlier, if you have your um, residency um, match, is there an opportunity to start the conversation at that point? That's right. Yes. So the earliest that you can borrow from us would be as a fourth year medical student with a match letter in hand. So match day was March 17th of this year, it's past March. Mm -hmm. So we had, you know, 40,000 newly eligible doctor doc members at that, at match day. If you're a third year, <laughs> you cannot borrow from us yet, but you'll, the next year you can. That's awesome. Yeah. So thank you for going through that eligibility criteria. So as far as, um, uh, we spoke a little bit about financial habits, you know, what to be mindful of uh, as far as applying for uh, the loan. We spoke about eligibility criteria. What would you say uh, is one of the biggest misconceptions that, um, you know, those that are looking to get some help from you and your team, what would you say is something that they think, you know, perhaps I know for me, um, Prepayment penalty is always at the forefront of my mind. But outside of that, what are some of the biggest mis misconceptions that um, you've seen and maybe you'd like to address right now? Yeah, great question. And thank you for the opportunity to kind of address that because I think we're often challenged by the fact that many of our, our audience members or our potential clients are not financially savvy. So they don't understand mm -hmm. the terms that are out there and they don't, and they're not armed with the information to do apples to apples comparisons between loan products, right? Mm. So they'll hyper-focus on interest rate because everyone wants to get the lowest rate possible, but they don't know how interest rate relates to APR, which is the which is the true cost of the loan, inclusive of fees, right? Mm. Um, and so knowing that like there's fine print around and, and there's, there's metrics around a, a lending product that should be thought about holistically, you should think about the term of the loan. If your main problem is cash flow and having a monthly payment that's affordable each month, then the term of the loan should matter to you because a longer term means a lower monthly payment. Even if the interest rate is 50 basis points, 0.5% higher than a shorter term loan, and the difference in monthly payment can be several hundreds of dollars. If the term is three years, for instance, compared to 10 years, right? Yeah. Or a five-year term like our product. Uh, so knowing if it's cash, that's the that's the premium. Knowing that if you need the loan for a bridge for a short period of time, and if there are no prepayment penalties, 
then the rate matters less to you simply because you have the ability to pay it off after three months and you may incur a total of 300, 400, 800 bucks in interest payments to have access to $100,000 of capital that bridges an immediate need. So taking a step back to look at the loans more holistically and compare all the features and not just interest rate is critically important. Oh my goodness. I feel like this is so timely. I was just having a similar conversation even inside of the community because the interest rates that you're quoting, um, we're seeing similar in the mortgage space as well, right? And so at the end of the day, you know, the question that I asked the members inside the community is that holistic approach is, okay, are we looking for cash flow that's going to replace the W-2, right? So that monthly cash flow, is that what we're looking for right now? Or are we looking for an overall appreciation five years down the line? Right, sure. Right? So those are two, or are we looking to uh, generate back our initial investment within the next 12 months? So there's cash on cash, there's cash flow, there's appreciation, there's bonus depreciation. So which one are you? My 78-year-old has a different goal That's right. than my 38-year-old. So Absolutely. no two <laughs> deals are created equal. Absolutely. Absolutely correct. And and it takes and it takes time, right? I think I think we're patient with our clients because we know it's not intuitive. And if you don't, yeah. if you don't have a foundational knowledge in this stuff, it doesn't come to you naturally. And yeah. and hence it's great that you know short-term gems exist to help coach <laughs> people through that. And 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 that's why we exist as well. Yeah. Folks may be startled yeah. when they see a mortgage rate of 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 nine percent or eleven percent when they were seeing rates of two and a half percent right a year yeah. and a half ago. But then if if the use of funds leads to them acquiring a property that will generate rental income that is a multiple of what that mortgage payment will be on a monthly basis, then there are ways that that deal makes a lot of sense. And depending upon your investment goals, it it frames the context or the lens through which you view Mm -hmm. things like rate, APR, term, penalties, fees. It should all be considered uh, with the goal of the borrower in mind at all times. I love it. I love it. And the fact that there's no prepayment penalty, that is music to my ears. So it, it gives you an opportunity to have more options. That's for right. sure. So, Dr. Marshall, what, um, you know, for the listeners who are joining, what are some new and upcoming things that are going on with Doc Working that we should be aware of in the near future? Anything new that you'd like to share? Yeah. Yes. Yes. There are <laughs> several new things. Um, we just launched actually the bridge loan that you're referencing is a new product that we just launched that. Uh, that enables our transitioning residents and fellows, the folks who are now graduating from training and getting their first job to have access to up to $50,000 of capital uh, at the at similar speedy approval terms, et cetera. Uh, whereas prior to them graduating, the cap would have been 25,000 bucks. So we're letting those folks who have those expenses for relocation have some extra, extra spending bandwidth. And again, with no prepayment penalty, it means that many of them, once they get to their first job and they, and they finish a month of work, they then get their signing bonus 
they can pay us off at that time, three, four, five months from now. Um, uh, we launched a dollar credit card uh, that'll have uh, uh, an introductory 0% APR transfer fee and uh, a very a very competitive reward program as well. Uh, we're looking at expanding our credit box, meaning we're looking at opportunities uh, to, in, to increase the eligible uh, portions of our communities that can access our product as well. Um, and uh, we're expanding that commercial loan base. So we're studying the applicants that come to us for commercial products, and we're developing in-house our own suite of commercial products that we will have internal to the company that we can uh, optimize our, our, our superior customer and concierge experience uh, and fund it with, uh, with our capital as well. Oh, I love that. So you mentioned bots a little bit earlier. Was that AI related or is that something else? Did I? Uh, bots, no. So we, we do use uh, some, tra- <laughs> some geofencing and tracking for our for our marketing campaign. So as we have um, uh, affiliates and, and folks that we partner with, we can tell uh, which customers came from which partner and, and how yeah. many came. And so we, we can kind of do some success planning. Uh, around that as well. Awesome. And so I love everything that you just mentioned. Um, it seems like there's definitely a bright future with um, all that you all have going on to support uh, the professionals of medicine along their financial journey. So I'm just really, really thrilled for that. So guys, there you have it again. Thank you. Thank you so much, um, Dr. Marshall. I will be sharing a link Um, to connect with Dr. Marshall and Dr. Dr. Learning if you feel as though you are in that place where you have this um, specific need and that you would, you know, qualify, uh, just reach out. Like I said a little bit earlier, the members of our community that have reached out, they've shared that it has been a seamless process, which I absolutely love. I love when things are, you know, we're going to live our lives with ease as much as lies within us because it's been a a rough few years. And so my goal is to make sure that I'm offering um, resources and connecting you all in our community with resources that can help us um, as we continue on this uh, financial freedom, location freedom, time freedom journey. So uh, any final words, Dr. Marshall, before we close out for tonight? Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm a huge fan of what you're doing. Um, I too am uh, investing in my own personal real estate portfolio. And so I, I get uh, the value of having someone to kind of shepherd uh, you through all the different things you have to think about, about listing a rental property and uh, financing as well. And so, so thanks for your work and, and, and know that we're here to support any of your docs that are looking for uh, capital for a project or for just any personal reason. And so uh, it's been a pleasure being with you this evening. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So with that, guys, thank you all for joining tonight. Again, continue to drop your questions in the chat. As you all know, we'll be back again uh, next Tuesday. And I love you all to the moon and back. And I will see you soon. Bye-bye for now.